Always live lovely. You are now listening to Breaking Barriers, a mental health discussion. I'm your host, Shatina Guadalupe. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, consultant, speaker, and singer. Breaking Barriers, a mental health discussion was created to provide examples of conversations with various people on stigmatizing topics to break barriers so that you can be encouraged to go within your own community and have these same conversations. Each episode is timeless. There's always something that you can receive from it over and over again. We push the bar a little bit with the topics we talk about. That's why it's called Breaking Barriers. We speak about things that people typically aren't creating space for so that we can all receive healing. Share with everyone you know because of this. There's something that everyone can benefit from in each episode. If you like what you hear and would like to support Always Live Lovely, please donate. This helps us to be able to continue to provide free information on multiple platforms. I will leave the link below. We appreciate any support you're able to provide to keep this thing going. If you would like to stay connected with all things Always Live Lovely, you can visit us at www.alwayslivelovely.com. We provide individual mental health, therapy services, consultations, products, music, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Don't miss out. And of course, if you like my vibe and you would like me to speak on your platform or at your next mental health event, connect with me at connect at alwayslivelovely.com. Enjoy the episode and remember, always live lovely. excited to be back again with another episode of Breaking Barriers, a mental health discussion. And today I have a wonderful guest that I am super excited was able to join me today. We got a couple of things in the work, honestly, like some yes. her platforms, some stuff on my platform. <laughs> but this is the wonderful V Bailey. Can you please introduce yourself to the people? Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I am V Bailey. And I am a host and content creator. Original show is Virtual First Dates, uh, which started on Instagram. And um, after that, I had several other uh, YouTube series, uh, moved on to the H, well, my own YouTube, which is um, at Virtual First Dates. And that's, uh, I I guess I can go into that after, at the (laughs) end when I... (laughs) discuss my handle but that's fine and um uh, we uh, stream live for my most current show which is called talks with v and um that's on the hbcu lounge network and uh that's where we stream live every other sunday at 7 p.m central standard time and uh my content is just really centered around being uh better uh 
humans, you know, having better mm -hmm. relationships between uh Black men and Black women is, is uh -huh. where we started. And, um, and you know, it's open to other things because anyone could learn um, from the content that is covered on this um, this show. But uh, that is where I uh, started. That's, you know, what's kind of the point of starting is because it was just like, we don't have enough, you know, of right. these type of shows. Speaking about something positive in... Uh -huh tools to work on the relationships between black men and black women and just understanding each other and um really understanding the value mm -hmm. with with it you know with the other um and so uh that's what kind of like you know motivated me he started obviously with relationships this is always a hot topic right and, all the time and I love love and so um it was it was natural for me to fall into that and now we're talking about uh more topics surrounding just uh, improving you and, you know, uh, working on yourself before getting in relationships. So, right. That's right. <laughs> a lot of good, a lot of good work that she got going on, which is why I thought it would be yes. very important to choose Miss B. Bailey on coming oh. on here so that we can talk about relationships because today mm -hmm. the topic we are going to be talking about is dominant women in relationships Ooh. because <laughs> I just feel like dominant women get a, a bad rap sometimes you know when it comes to being in relationships and also the simple fact that you are making platforms in a way for a positive outlook to be seen on like mm -hmm. what either ways people can grow in relationships or ways right. people can grow in their relationship with themselves or even just you know mm -hmm. um, a healthy viewpoint is great because a lot of times all we're looking at is like reality tv or since social media is such a big thing, we're looking at snapshots or edited versions of other mm -hmm. people's relationships and everybody's right. in the comparison game. That can even happen in real life as well. Everybody's in the comparison game. So it's Absolutely. great that you are like creating platforms to be able to just kind of speak to um, something that you felt may have been lacking in, in areas yeah. within the community. And then so when we think about just the, the topic of dominant women, in relationships um mm. when it comes to yourself do you feel like you are a dominant woman in relationships like what has relationships been like for you thus far well there's well first, well, first question <laughs> we'll start with that if I you know think I'm not you know I honestly had to I guess think about it in a sense and you know it's so funny because I talked to my sister and she was just like is that a question you know <laughs> she's like, and so and so I was just like well maybe I don't really understand you know what what it is and so I was like well mm -hmm. let me look up the definition there's a couple of different definitions and so one of the definitions that I think was most important powerful in or influential right mm -hmm. and so those are amazing things and I think that I'm all of those, mm -hmm. but what I would say is, I, I there's so many different types of relationships, right. and I probably will say that I am more so dominant, or, or I don't think about it, you know, like that uh, when it comes to maybe work, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to work, I'm that way. When it comes to outside of work, where there's things that need to be done. Um, I'm that way, you know, mm -hmm. I'm one of those people that I'm like, no, this ain't going to be raggedy, you know? Right. And so, so I will, I guess, take a dominant approach to get mm -hmm. things done because in, in a sense, it's almost like 
you have to uh, be more assertive when you're in charge, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so that is, it's necessary. But when it comes to relationships, I would say that I'm not, when I think about the boyfriends that I've, you know, had mm-hmm. um, in my past, mm, no, I mean, no, I mean, I've had three boyfriends, serious boyfriends and, um, and then one, I guess, you know, eh, ah. eh, I right. don't know. I don't. I would, it, it was, it was on and again, off again, but there was a lot of respect there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I would say out of those, so out of the four, I would say three of them, the, the men that, you know, that I was with, they were more assertive guys mm-hmm. and, um, more, get into the business, you know, and taking care of things. And so I didn't have to basically insert be in that role. Yeah. yeah. Be in that role because they were, um, they were doing what needed to be done. Um, and so, but I'm seeing less and less of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, in the more recent years where, um, in a lot of cases they need, uh, more guidance, you mm-hmm. know? Or you might get with a, a gentleman that is great, you know, sweet guy and things like that, but he may have been more raised with his mother mm-hmm. and, or even, you know, having a father, but the mother like uh babied him, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so I think that in those cases, it can kind of hurt when they go out into the world um, to date because they're they don't understand, you know, what their role is. Right. Role confusion. Right. And so they kind of go out into the world expecting that, you know, same um, treatment as their mom. And I think that, you know, in relationships, we kind of, there are some aspects of it that's like your, your parents, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like your, you know, you, you date a woman and, you know, maybe there's some things that remind you of your mother, you know? usually well hopefully those good qualities you know um of that sense of okay i know that she's going to have my back right right uh maybe you look for someone who can cook like your mom because you grew up with great meals and so you don't want to mm-hmm. sign up for a lifetime of bad meals of you know? <laughs> top ramen but it's okay though if you think right it. It, it, unless everything else is so great that you're mm-hmm. just like she can't cook you know mm-hmm. You might have to uh, pray a couple times, mm-hmm. you know, before you eat her food, but you know, <laughs> it can be that kind of situation too. So, so I understand you looking for that. Like as, as, as a woman, you would, I would look at the way that, you know, I was raised, you know, by my father, my stepfather, and he was, you know, or is, you know, still, but, you know, was a provider, you know, coming up. And when I say provider, I don't mean you know, a lot of times people hear that wrong. They're like provider, that means Birkin bags and, right. you know, <laughs> Jimmy Choo's, you know, just all these different things. And it's just like, mm-hmm. no, that, that that is extra. And yeah. so, you know, he was a provider. And so, um, and he was, uh, uh, he's protective, you know, so no one was going to just like roll up or get too close to his family if they, they not, mm-hmm. you know, looking right or like they have good intentions. And, and so that's very important to me. So for me, if I, get an inkling you know it's even suggested that you are a person that is not um a protector um 
we won't it won't go anywhere it won't do well Mm -hmm. and it's like that's what you're used to as well that's what you've seen that's what you know absolutely and so as far as in the relationships I would say no um at any moment where I feel like I need to be um dominant in the relationship um or take that approach because I don't really feel like I need, need to dominate over you right um if that feeling arises it's most likely not going to go anywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, because I don't really think that, that I don't care for the term because there's a a lot of negative. Exactly. um, A lot of stigma. Negative stigma. Dominant woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. But even when you, when you read the definition, I mean, there's some things that are great, like, you know, uh, being important, being Mm -hmm. powerful. Yeah. I'm those things, but I would, and influential, I would want, to have a partner that are that's those things as well mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I give you something that is so funny um a while back a guy was uh you know it was like an online situation and the guy you know he was you know okay you know he was uh-huh. a, a cute guy or whatever um but he had asked me this question and when he asked me this question I, I kind of knew that it was the beginning of the end right okay and so <laughs> He asked me the question if I were, if I had to choose, you know, what I say that I would be dominant or submissive, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately thought, okay, maybe I'm a little of both, right? Because mm-hmm. I am, you know, like, you know, comes to work and get into the business and I'm more dominant, you know, um, when it comes to things. But when it comes to a relationship or a romantic right. relationship, a lot of the times, you know, I'm I'm more on the submissive side, you know, uh, because I like to think I'm with someone who I respect and I admire mm-hmm. them and I, and and I you know respect their their leadership, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, so he asked me that question, then I was just like, eh, I guess, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe submissive, and he was like, I would have thought Dom. I'm like, you haven't even really talked to me. You right, know, so just, how you figure? <laughs> you see my pictures, you know? And, and so I'm just like, okay, but I have a presence about me. And I, and I mm-hmm. think that even when I'm quiet, it it, it speaks for, you know, itself, mm-hmm. like my, my aura, right? And so very interesting. Enough that I asked him, I said, well, if I am dominant, would that make my man sub? sub yeah. Right? It, because he said dom or sub. So then that, also raised my eyebrows and I'm like oh okay he's on some BDSM stuff right stuff. <laughs> right and I'm like you are leading in a sexual conversation if those terms come up most times as well yeah and I'm just like okay all right sir because there's been a lot of weirdos you know out there mm-hmm. lately and so he was just like he was like yeah um it would be you know he would be sub and so I was like okay so when you said that that uh, you thought I would be Dom. You were like, you like that. Um, so would you say that you like being sub, a, a sub, or right? you define yourself that way? And he was just like, yeah. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh. I said, well, let me stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, sir. <laughs> Hold on. And so I said, so um, for me, you know, I, I think that however a person defines himself, you know, is their business. Me, myself, personally, I couldn't see myself being attracted to a man who considers himself as a, a sub, you know, or submissive because 
I mean, maybe I'm not educated on it enough, um, but all I'm thinking of is me in some latex with a whip and him crawling around on the floor uh -huh. with the fish on. And that's what my fantasy. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah. And I was like, but you know, I wish you well. It's just not something I could just tell you right now. It's not right. I'm not interested. You know, and so he was just like, okay, that's cool. You know, I respect it. And then that was that. So Yeah. And I mean, you brought up honestly a, a lot of good points and one major theme that can be broken down, just the idea of roles. And I feel mm -hmm. like roles have a lot of stigma attached to them off top when it comes to how a man should be and how a woman should be. And that came right. from years and years and years ago. And then yeah. so when anything of a person's qualities fall outside of what we're taught um, from society and American standards of how the roles women play, the roles men play, when anything sometimes falls outside of that, even though we're, we're a progressive nation sometimes uh, right. but people uh, can be tend to be sometimes pr progressive um <laughs> you know when anything falls outside of those it's seen as like you know bad or unattractive or there's not really the space for that and the interesting Crazy. thing is when like dominant can also be seen as independent and then mm. but sometimes people feel more like powerful like the definition said when they're like independent yeah I'm an independent woman but when it's dominant it's seen as like oh that put a sour taste in my mouth like what does that actually right for right. for exactly. submissive that also gets a bad rap because mm. women also a lot of times don't want to necessarily say I'm submissive because then it seems like you're not a powerful woman but right they, they consider it to... but it's not it's exactly just, all of that is not understanding like not knowing definitions you know and mm -hmm. and a roles. lot of that you mm -hmm. know and roles and understanding like you know both sides of it you know I, I think a lot of times and I speak about this a lot once I heard it I just was like uh so fascinated with when I heard um I was watching Oprah and Oprah was uh talking about uh someone that she maybe a book or it was someone that she had interviewed and that man had said, once you call a tree, a tree, you'll never see a tree again. Mm -hmm. Right. And so basically he was talking about labeling. And when I heard that, I was just thinking like that goes across the board to anything. When mm -hmm. you label someone as your partner, your spouse, if you're the more reserved, you know, spouse, or let's say the other one is famous or uh, well-known in the city. It's like, oh, you're so-and-so's husband. Yeah, or, automatically. Oh, you're so-and-so's wife. Mm -hmm, you have no name. Mm -hmm. No one knows anything about you. They don't care. They may ask, but they don't really care because you have been labeled as this person's partner, right? Or when you're in a relationship, you know, with someone once you put the title on it that we're girlfriend and boyfriend or we're whatever it is that we right. are. It's a whole different level. What's the status? Then it's kind of like, oh, well, I got you now. You know, a mm -hmm. lot of people like they have that complaint when they get married, you know, a person just letting themselves go, mm -hmm. you know, wife or or the husband, you know, because it happens with both. And and it's just like, oh, okay, you know, like I don't have to um get to know you anymore. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's some wives that are like, okay, well, now it's like when we used to, you know, when we're dating, it was so fun. You know, now you just like, you don't really like pursue me. I, I like that chase a little bit. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like I was just the hottest girl in town and you just had to get me, you know, or whatnot. 
part of the same thing, you know, men go through these midlife crises where they're just like, they want to know they still got it, you right. know? And instead of, you know, expressing that I want to still feel desirable, you know, mm-hmm. because it's not People really act promoted. out in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, Cause it's not really promoted for them to express themselves. Then it's kind of like, I'm doing all this weird, crazy stuff because midlife crisis, you know, stuff mm-hmm. because I don't know how to, uh, I guess articulate what it is that you know right. I, I'm wanting, you know, and so then you go through all through all of that, and so yeah, yeah, because I mean, there's there's stigma also attached to the submissive part, because then that could be seen as sensitive or being overly emotional, whether for men or for women. Sometimes right. those are used interchangeably too. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like you know if we strip down roles. And don't necessarily like categorize people as this or that. And we're just like, okay, who are the people and who are we dealing with? Um, I feel like sometimes people can be interchangeable. Um, Like you can be dominant and submissive, whether you're a man or a woman. And sometimes being dominant can mean like, in certain kind of like how you were saying, like, you know, at work, you are more dominant in relationship. You are more this. Sometimes in relationships, it could be like, okay, you have an area where you are more dominant. Like you have an area where you dominate the area and then you have an area where you fall back and you're more submissive and it could be the same way for the man and you know something that you said earlier on was like you know um when women feel like they have to take on that role and I do Mm -hmm. feel like like you said one thing you brought up is in the black community I do feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of times I know I've been surrounded around a lot of independent women in my life um Mm -hmm. and sometimes that could be seen as like they're taking the gears and they're like you know just plowing being like the main people that's like you know directing the relationship um But sometimes I wonder when women are put in those in those roles, like you were saying, is it because they feel like maybe the man they're with isn't stepping up, or do they feel like they don't have no choice but to do that? Or absolutely due to things from historical ancestral things, do they feel like they can't trust the man to lead the relationship in the way that it needs to be done? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little. It could be any of that, right? Um, I mean, the way that you're raised, of course, it plays a big factor of, of how you move, even if you say, oh, I don't want to act like this. I don't want to be like this parent, you know, mm-hmm. um, my parents raised me this way. I'm not doing that, you know, and you want to fight it so bad that you become exactly that or, mm-hmm. you're the, you know, the, they were extreme left. Now you're extreme right, you know, and, um, and then you create a problem there. And so it's, it's super important about, you know, it being balanced right um, right for for certain I mean you know for sure because uh with the balance there there is both of those things not necessarily I guess the word but just kind of what some traits you know uh, a few words that are in that definition mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and and so yeah like you know I was stating earlier with the, the gentleman just like you know I don't mind you you submitting you know to me on certain things that I am more knowledgeable right because you're going to submit to my answer right or mm-hmm. submit to you know I I have more experience you know in that situation so you're going to like let me have it let me take the lead on it mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. typically what you will hear they may right. not use the word like babe I'm going to submit you're not going to hear it. right like, babe, I'm going to submit to you on this they're going to say I'm going to let you take the lead on basically that. Mm-hmm to save face because they don't mm-hmm. want to be weak 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't, they, they, you know, they think the word is weak too, you know. Exactly. Like, like, really... All these stigmas attached yeah. to the word. Absolutely. So it's like, unless you really know, right. And then, and then not only you really knowing, but the person that you're talking to, you know, that they know. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then you can speak freely and not have to say, well, this, but, but let me say, speak in the terms that you understand, because this is how you view it. So now right. I don't have to use this other word, you know, so that you'll feel comfortable. Right. right? Instead of it being triggering but, and then people all upset and they all in their feelings and then people arguing left and right. Absolutely. You know, for no reason. It's like, we're saying the same thing. Like, chill <laughs> uh-huh. out. You know, so, but yeah, that that's what I would say. Balance is, is key. Um, Cause you can, you know, take and appreciate a little bit of that. But also I would say, when you have to take that on, you know, as a woman, that's, that's where you see, you know, you're hearing more and more about women being masculine, you know, mm-hmm. and the truth is, is that they're not talking about it as much of men being feminine. Right. Um, because that feels, does exist. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, I believe in conspiracy theories or whatnot, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, you know, I do believe that there is a, is, it's agenda, you know, to an extent, you know, of, of feminizing men. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's coming from the whole feminist movement or something. I, I don't know, but I do think that that is, you know, uh, there is an agenda to feminize men and it's not really talked about as much as you'll hear, you know, women being, you know, more masculine. masculine or or she's so independent and, you know, things like that. And you got to, you know, like jokes, you know, about a right. woman who takes charge. Right. And so it's just like, okay, so is that for us to kind of, since it's not talked about as much, it's not like seeing, you know, as many advertisements or like, you know, things on social media, mm-hmm. uh, is it so that we can kind of be sleep to that and then mm-hmm. it can just happen. And then you wake up and you got all these feminine men who, who are like, can you get the door for me? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i want to be treated like a lady like well i've never gotten flowers i mean i I I ain't gonna i ain't gonna i ain't gonna i i love i what was i um i was looking at so there's there's another therapist he's a black therapist okay um, and he was talking about receiving flowers and i really actually appreciated his video on that and i like reshared it um, because he was talking about just like this whole idea of stigma and roles and like how huh. men can get flowers. Like I've bought my husband flowers once. Right. I need to buy him more flowers. He stayed buying if, me flowers, but I need to buy him more flowers. If you like them though, right? Them. It's just like, I think it's like that concept of like, everybody has their place. And if it's, again, if it's anything outside of that, then you're seen as weak. Like, why should you buy a man flowers? That's something that you do for women. Now you're seen as a punk or you're seen as sensitive. When it's just right. kind of like when people, the way I look at it is I'm like, when people die, what does everybody bring to the funeral? Flowers. like you, rather the person like it or not you don't see them bringing you don't see them bringing a six pack of, of some cold blood yeah, light they're, or they're bringing coronas. flowers it's sentimental yeah. it comes right. from a space of like love and care and he right. was just like this therapist was so grateful that somebody gave him flowers because i don't know if he just never received it or not but it felt good to receive something like that right. and he just kind of used his platform to break down the stigma a little bit of like you know uh, tending or caring for men in gentler ways as well and that being okay because right. in the same way that women can be strong and it is okay like mm-hmm. men can be sensitive and that is okay and I know that right. we sometimes like it's so it's, it's so interesting because 
I don't know if you watched Married at First Sight, but in this yes. last season, we definitely <laughs> saw a dominant woman and a more sensitive man role play out to the T. Like oh it played gosh. out to the T to where it was like, yeah, okay, you're was... too dominant and you're too sensitive. And they were just going mm-hmm. back and forth. And I'm like, maybe sometime I wonder, maybe was there a way for things to be a little more balanced out? And sometimes I'm like, well, maybe the experts Absolutely. put them together so that she could have pulled out more of his strengths and he could have pulled out more of her sensitivities. But because mm-hmm. of the roles and because of the stigmas attached to it and because of what they were going in as, granted he was very confident in his sensitivity but of course right. in the world they probably like this crybaby but it's just like you know because of all these different stickers attached to it yeah like <laughs> she came in with like this too much for me like so there right. wasn't going to go anywhere from the very beginning because she wanted somebody that was more dominant even though she's a dominant woman in the relationship well she probably it, wanted to take on a different role she probably wanted to be more submissive but there was no space right. for her to do that Right. And that kind of goes back to the point. I mean, watching her, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I had so many different um, thoughts mm-hmm. um, about about her, Miss um, Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but I think that those two were, they were drastic. So for instance, if someone were to say, okay, Sister says, yeah, 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 you, you definitely could, you know, fall in the dominant category. I would say that there were levels, you know, right to it. And I would say that, uh, I'm able to go back and forth. Right. Mm-hmm. And it'd be genuine, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a genuine space for me to be like soft and submissive and things like that. And I like being that there's some times where that's like my happy place. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas in her case, I feel like it's more so a role play when she mm-hmm. is being submissive. And I think that the only time she really want would like to be submissive is in the bedroom. Yeah. Right. And so, so there's that. And, um, but what I would say that we would both be alike in, because I'm not a, really a fan of her, but I can see some things that are, I mm-hmm. understand where she's where coming like, from. you're like, we here, we here. Is, <laughs> yeah, is that I can't take a man who's sitting there just overly sensitive. Being mm-hmm. sensitive and expressing your emotions is mm-hmm. great. But when you're overly sensitive and as a woman, I have to go grab you the tissues because you're crying in every little moment and you feel like your feelings are hurt and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think people start trying to adapt in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when you see, this is something that I, I mentioned is that when you see a woman who is acting masculine, it's a sign that she has been uncovered. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. because she's taking on this role because it's not filled yeah and so you know someone else is taking what she might think is her role and so since they're doing that she's just like okay well there's two roles that need to be played you know in this right. thing and um I mean it could some people are I have a friend and she is masculine and her her guy her husband is more I think he's a little bit more just more more sensitive yeah you know and it works because they're comfortable in both sides right right and that's who they have they have the balance yeah and so it works for them for me in my mind it just doesn't make sense like it would make sense for me but Mm -hmm. I've seen it work for them and so I'm like okay cool you know that's yeah that's awesome to see that it can work um but you know just knowing like you know how I am like eh. right people people know like what their thing is because I mean it gets really tricky yeah because of the fact of like 
sometimes men want women to be I don't know stronger or react in a certain way and it's like okay but yeah. when I do this now you feel intimidated and then sometimes women want for men to be more emotional but then when a man starts crying or something it's like you're too sensitive I don't got time for that like mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. just the whole jacked upness for lack of better words of like people not being able to just show up as their full selves and people meeting each other in the middle and seeing if it's going to work or not whether it's yeah. dominant or sensitive or submissive or independent or whatever the case may be um but I wonder if you feel like there's a way that you know people and women um specifically due to nature of this conversation can be able Mm -hmm. to feel comfortable if they are a woman that feels like they're more dominant or they don't have no choice but to be more dominant in the relationship there's a way to feel more comfortable to um either a be submissive or like follow follow a lead or be comfortable and just standing alongside like how can people relationships just be comfortable standing alongside and having some type of balance of both and it being okay yeah what I would say what I think is very important is for you to find out who you are you know Mm -hmm. and you have to own it because we talk about we hear different things especially when there's women out here trying to get a man they're like what do I do can I do this you know trying to you know get all this different advice and then they're just willing to like call you transformer because you just transforming all over the place right put it on your best self yeah yeah and 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 it's just like uh, that's never going to get you anywhere because it's not who you are and so Mm -hmm. eventually um you're going to come back to that you know like this guy uh I don't know if you ever seen Ozark but I haven't but people are telling us that we should watch it (laughs) but the brother there's a brother of of the wife and he basically he had mental illness and uh there was a situation where they were like in danger you know, um, and he, he kept putting them in danger because of his mental illness, you know? Mm, okay. And, and so when they just kind of had like a real talk, you know, he was just like, everywhere I go, there I am. Right. And basically, and I just, right. I thought that was hilarious, but like sad in the moment, mm-hmm. but like true, you know, it was sad because it's just like in this time, like you being you is not it's not good for anybody right right now um but it's also sad when it comes to people who it's not about them being themselves that it's not good it's it's just they don't feel comfortable being able to be themselves they're around Mm -hmm. people who reject them and so for me I think it's very important for you to know who you are and to stand in that yes and and when you're standing in who it is that you are and the person that you're with is standing to who they are, you can stand together beside each other. There you go. You know, and then it's and it's healthy because you're complimenting each other. And that mm-hmm. is very important to be with someone who you're in alignment with. Mm-hmm. And you compliment each other. And when you don't, a lot of people, you know, are in that situation where they don't, they're with each other for different reasons mm-hmm. and they haven't taken out the time to understand themselves. Um, because when you understand yourself, you know, like that's, who's going to keep showing up and, you know, and if you offer who you are and a person is, you know, with you on that, they're in alignment, then you, you don't have to worry about there being a surprise or or the being scared that this person is not going to like who you are and, Mm -hmm. and still come back and decide to keep doing this thing with you. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of time when we have that fear, it's because 
we haven't showed all of us and we are not sure if that person likes who we Ooh, really uh-huh. are exactly yeah so yeah and I think I think you hit the nail on the head honestly just just giving such a beautiful explanation of how to be able to come alongside because mm-hmm. it is that whole idea of being confident in mm-hmm. who you are period like whether it's in a relationship a situationship like a right. marriage a complicated situation like you know being right. single like whatever the case may be there's always a relationship with self going on so right. as long as you're able to do the work that you need to do first mm-hmm. um because I mean I'll say first but also like you know even in relationships because I know there's like a huge wave I've even myself have been caught up in it before of like you know you got to work on yourself first you got to be in such a great space before you get into a relationship because but the reality is even when you get into that relationship there's going to be growth and changes in in that too it's going to be like somebody holding up a hole like they just took the mirror sprays the window cleans it off held it back up to you again like so it's always a continuing growth period you just get to a space I feel like where you know you've evolved to where it's just like you know you're more healed or maybe you have more boundaries um or maybe you know a little bit more about what you're gonna like what you're not gonna like like different things of that that comes to the forefront Mm. but you're forever changing hopefully to be yeah. your best self because if it's changing to be your worst self then that relationship don't need to be it anyways but right. I <laughs> but I think you did a really great job in just explaining how it's not even just about whether person's independent dominant whatever the case may be it's just knowing to be confident in who you are and when you know mm-hmm. that it attracts the person that will be a really good balance for you right and it won't right. even have to be a thought of oh my gosh, well, will they like me if I show this side of myself? Or, oh my gosh, is this going to be an issue? Because a lot of times people, you know, it'll complement each mm-hmm. other. Because like I was Absolutely. saying in the beginning, like, you know, women, like, you know, you could be dominant in a role to where you're just like, okay, there, honestly, there's a lot of women that actually don't cook. And I've come across that yeah, a that's lot from watching YouTube. More, women, more. they don't cook. Um, and they actually, the, the man is the cook. And I mean, I love that. I love when some, when some things switch around because it takes the oh, pressure yeah. off because it's like, we're yeah. constantly in the comparison game. And when you don't yeah. do something you thought you should be doing, then it's like, well, I'm a bad this, or I'm a bad that, or when really it could just yeah. be that the husband or the boyfriend or the partner just likes to cook. Like, so right. Right. it could be their passion. Things. It could be their passion where a lot of us were just, I mean, you know, I'm one of those who can cook. So a lot of, even though there's someone who can't cook, there, a lot of us were raised where that was like important. Mm-hmm. Even if it was not said, you knew it was important that you needed to know how to cook as a woman or as mm-hmm. a girl, as a young mm-hmm. girl. And so like, I mean, I was making stuff for my, my little brother, you know, uh, we we're coming, we we're only three years apart, uh-huh. you know? And so, it, it, you know, uh, there's a part of us that are still, I guess, kind of old school, where it is that we've been, as soon as we could do something, we were taking care of uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> a boy or a man, you know? Right. And so, so yeah, but um, as far as the cooking thing goes, since I know I can cook, mm-hmm. uh, when I do see a man who can cook and they're like, you know, in there like, oh, well, I'm going to cook. And um, and they're not just trying to be cheap, you know, but they're like, really, they're really going to show off their really skills. Really about to throw it down. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, boy, I might have to start praying, you know, praying for you, you know, like, as to make this happen, you know, <laughs> but... <laughs> But uh, yeah, but I will say though, the first time I met some guy who could cook, he was like 
really a good cook. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I knew some, uh, a couple people before, but this guy was just like, he kind of led with it and he cooked and then he had things cleaned up the way he was just so organized. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of fell away. I was like, he's, he's cleaner than me. And I think he might almost cook better than me. And I mm-hmm. did feel weird because I was just like, well, wait a minute. You know, what does that then mean for you? Right. Like, cause that's when I was attached to my roles, mm-hmm. you know, like the role, the, you know, the roles of, of being a woman. And so I did feel uncomfortable. Cause I was just like, wait a minute, if he's doing all the things that I, you know, I do, then like, what am I going to do? That that's like impressive, you know? Right. Exactly. And, like I want him to be wowed by me. Like, wow, she just, she's pretty, you know, she's mm-hmm. nice, you know, she's loving, she's smart. She could cook. She please, you know, she makes things that, you know, it's like, okay, these are my, these are my things here. You right. Know, like, these That's are where the value is. Points, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, but then I had to get over. I was like, well, it's all right. I mean, like I'm me, you know, so there's right. more, That's than, enough. more than the role, right? Cause that's not me. That's just role and, 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 you know, I guess task, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more than that. So yeah. And that, that's that growth process of really, learning who you are yeah understanding your actual value you know exactly just the things that you are taught like you know through media and grooming and uh you know I guess society you know imposes on you um outside of that you know who 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 are you because exactly all of those all of those things don't celebrate um identity you know knowing your identity and, and celebrating who you are Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there could come a day where a person can't do it no more. Like we all get older, right. or we all lose skills, or we all lose abilities. So, again, being comfortable in yourself is very important. Um, yeah. And you know, because, um, like you were saying, like when a person is so attached to their role, sometimes when it gets flipped a little bit or challenged a little bit, or it's like, well, where's my place now? That can have a huge mental toll on mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering, like how do you feel like people can take care of themselves mentally when Mm -hmm. they get challenged in that way or when the dating gets tough and they're just like, well, now I don't even know like where to land or can I even be my true whole self and people will still want to be with me or whatever the case may be. Hmm, Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of have to tackle it in the way that is, you know, best for you and maybe a certain way for this person versus me. So like I was stating with that, the gentleman that I was dealing with, you know, he was good at all these things that normally have been the things where guys are just like, oh my goodness, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you know, a triple threat, you know, like you mm-hmm. just all of these things. And then I'm just like, well, he's doing it. Like where, <laughs> where's my praise going to come in at, right. you know, like, like I, I, I <laughs> that's nice, that. babe. You added the cheese. I don't need that though, but you added the cheese. R- right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so for me, it was just like, I like to check in with myself and, you know, like my older sibling, she, mm-hmm. <laughs> they used to say when I was like younger and I'm, I'm still like that to this day, it's like, you be in your own world, you know, and, and I do. And so a lot of times, like I'll check in, you know, like with myself and kind of like, how are you feeling? Like, yeah, why that's important. That mm-hmm. this way, mm-hmm. You know, um, because, you know, I had two, I have two older sisters and they kind of were like doing their own thing. And so a lot of times, like when I was younger, I was kind of like left out. And so I kind of had to just be like, oh, I'm okay with it. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm doing my own thing. Right. And so for me, it's like, okay, you check it with yourself because it's kind of like that other 
the other side, you know, mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. you because, you know, multifaceted, right? And so, yeah, I'll just check in and see how I feel about it. Why yes, did that make that's a skill. feel like, like less, you know, um, valuable, right? Mm-hmm. And it was because I hadn't explored, you know, that those other, the, the layers, you know, to myself. And so I, I would say with that, you know, the checking in that that's helpful. Um, I think therapy is, is great. <laughs> Listen, cause I was definitely about to hype that up. Like therapy of course. and you know, also <laughs> of your girl course. over here got services. So if y'all need me to help you out, I can, but <laughs> of course, plug, plug on your own podcast. No. <laughs> and so, um, gotta do that. But uh, I would say therapy, and I know that some people, they kind of are like, oh, I don't know about therapy, but it's so crazy because they're doing the same thing that they would do with a therapist, with someone who's in their family who's not Listen, let, I, You know what? I'm so happy you said that. It's, it's, you're, you're talking already to someone. I mean, it's, it's vastly different in regards to how the relationships, you know, right. play out and, you know therapy versus talk to somebody in your family but the basis of it is you need somebody to talk to so why not talk to right. a therapist to get it out to get it out and to free yourself and another thing I think uh, a perk uh the first time that I ever you know seen a therapist it was so freeing because at first mm-hmm. you're just like so nervous but it's so freeing talking to someone who doesn't know everybody uh, right or the person that you want to talk about you know right or the source of your trauma right. you know then it gets biased because then you know absolutely. your people's gonna be like oh uh-uh like that's absolutely. that's not what's about to happen absolutely and there could still be some bias you know but that's that all comes into play with choosing a therapist and making mm-hmm. sure like your therapist is healed and whole you know right. what i mean a good fit work, for you right working on their you know healing constantly doing that and so yeah um but when you do have the right type of therapist or whatnot being able to put it all out there just to get it all out like I think that first session is really about getting it all out the stuff that you're you may even be feel guilty for even speaking on because a lot of times Mm -hmm. we are holding things in and we feel guilty you know about it maybe because of the way that we're raised or or whatever hangups that we have, we feel guilty to saying, you know, uh, that this person does these things and you don't really like it, but you feel guilty because you're just like, oh, but they, they did all these other things for me. So I feel like I can't say one bad thing you know, right. about them, but it's just like, it's not a bad thing. It is information. You are expressing right. what happened or you're expressing how it made you feel. So you're not speaking badly about them you're expressing mm-hmm. what your your experience is right and um and that's important you know once you are able to get that out you feel like oh my god I can breathe right. you know I can the way lifted mm-hmm. yes yes and then you can start really like um doing the work because I don't think that you can really do any work or grow if there's not honesty in the exactly honesty. exactly I always say if you can't be honest with nobody else you better be honest with yourself because like you said that quote wherever I am wherever I go there I am like it's right. the same thing you can't get away from yourself so. you can't you can't yeah exactly so yeah to work on your mental health throughout the process of being in relationships you have all life is relationships you know you yep. have your romantic relationships you have your family relationships co-workers you know friends all that and so uh, you know, taking the time away from everyone else. I love 
being social. But I finally got to realize once I moved out of my mother's house, you know, mm-hmm. when I was 23 and went across the country. At first I was like, I don't know. This is crazy. I was uh-huh. like, I'm sitting there pulling out all my uh, birthday cards and graduation cards and putting them everywhere. I'm like, I need to be around people who love mm-hmm. me. No, you know, and so I was going through it because I come from a big family and I'm used to folks being loud and my mom having events, you know, like pretty much mm-hmm. every weekend, you know, like after church. And so I just really didn't know what to do with that. But once you know I adapted and got used to it, it was just like oh this is important that yeah. quiet time yeah know, going in by yourself so, mm-hmm. yeah because because then you get to kind of learn you know uh how to how to love you or to like yourself you know yeah. and yeah and I, I think that that's another thing where you know to kind of work on your mental health when you're dealing with relationships is to to check in and see how you are um, are you proud of yourself mm-hmm. uh, do you like yourself and um and if you don't do you because I feel like if you don't like yourself then you know you can work on changing it because it's mm-hmm. something that you, you there's always an opportunity mm-hmm, to change yeah, you have a motivation to change but if you are dealing with people who are complaining about something that how you are and you like that about yourself and you're like no I really embrace that I like that I don't want to change that then you might have to rethink who the company that you keep exactly Maybe that person's not for you and you know it was just a summer meeting summer fling and you're kind of right. like all right this is cool for the minute you know like I got to kind of explore your world and you got to explore mine and now mm-hmm. we're going to go back to our uh, separate worlds, you know? So, yeah, I mean, there's a, just the things that make you feel good. I think Mm -hmm. it's important to like, to, to know what those things are. And when you just want to work on yourself, your mental health period is to do those things and and to kind of get into that things that make you happy, make you smile and Mm -hmm. and that gratitude space. Learning your own love language. Right. Cause then it just brings you back to self and then you get to, uh, go back to what, it, what you've been doing, you know, and, um, say, okay, yeah, I was tripping. I, I, I'm not doing the right stuff right now. So now I need mm-hmm. to go ahead and switch it up. It's just being able to check yourself, you know? Yeah. 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 And it's really great that you mentioned stillness because stillness is huge because a lot of people don't feel comfortable being vulnerable with themselves and being able to sit in stillness because they're afraid of what they might, what might come up, what they might hear from themselves. And when you're able to like, yeah, when you're able to sit just with you, you're able to tune in, you're able to listen to yourself, you're able to figure out what it is that you need. Um, So that's very important just in taking care of mental health across the board, as well as attending therapy and not making it seem like you only got to go there if there's problems or there's issues or you're struggling, but you can go just to be able to have a listening ear um, and be able to have that additional support, especially even on things such as this with like, you know, dating and just relationships, period. Because if a person is experiencing uh, issues in their relationship with a partner then a lot of times it probably came up in other relationships that wasn't with their partner so it's important to be able to have the space to be able to just explore whatever it is that needs that people need in order to help them feel confident in who Mm -hmm. they are as individuals before pairing with someone else and so I definitely think that 
you know, we shared a lot and talked about a lot. I hope the peoples was able to get these, these gems that was dropped because, you know, yes. <laughs> listen, V share some things. Rewind it. So <laughs> you should rewind it, play it back, pause it, get your notebook out and shot it down, whatever you need to do. Yeah. That is what needs to happen. But I appreciate you so, so very much for coming on the platform yeah. because um, I think it's important to just talk about relationships, get people talking, period, but also talking about relationships and things that stigmatizing right. towards it. Of course, there's a lot of platforms that talk about relationships. It's a hot topic, um, right. but everybody has something different to add to just the pot, to add to the conversation. And as long yeah. as it goes to that bigger goal of happy, healthier relationships, that's, yes. that's, that's important because relationships has tend to have, they can tend to make or break people. Um, so yeah. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate you coming on and sharing like your expertise, sharing your insight, sharing your personal, yeah. um, with, um, the always live lovely community. And I definitely want to give you some space to just, you know, tell people where they can find what it is that you're doing, because listen, quality shows that she got going on oh. quality so where thank can people you. listen in tune in and just be able to support you thank you absolutely so uh, my youtube channel as i was stating before is uh virtual and then first it's one st um dates and so for some reason if you put it all together no spaces like if it was an email um, or a handle, it will come right on up on YouTube. It'll be like the second one down. So that mm -hmm. has all of my content. So it has the first show, virtual first dates, where you get to see uh, people go on live dates. Uh, and, and then I Super interview fun. them afterwards. Yes. Um, and then what I found um, in doing that, I, I found that, you know, as men and women, we really don't uh, know each other. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I wanted to take the opportunity for us to, to get to know each other a little bit better. And also that we don't like each other. I mean, not like each other, but <laughs> like yourself, uh, uh -huh. sometimes you don't like each right. other, right? But, um, but we don't like ourselves because there, there would be a lot of vulnerability with me and I'm not saying all of them, but there was a lot of vulnerability with me, but then the minute that they got on the dates, um, they turned into the representative. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I was just like, ooh, because, you know, when I watch my show, it's not really entertainment for me. It's more so like research and like, right. Oh, OK, like what am I learning, you know, like from this? And um, and so that's what made me um, decide to go the route after that step away from the dates. We did about 10 live dates um, and go towards the direction of B. Bailey's Ask a Black Man. Mm -hmm. give us opportunity to ask men questions, men to answer without feeling challenged and just feeling like that respect was there. And mm -hmm. the men really appreciate that. It, it, I didn't know it was going to like have this special place in my heart like that yeah. because I'm really just led by like, you know, helping folks heal. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't like overthink it when something like just stirs up inside of me. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, pray for the best, you know? And so that was awesome. And then we did, uh, V Bailey's ask a black woman. And then next was talks with V. And so mm -hmm. once with V and now we're on the second season just started on November 6th and, and that, you know, I was felt it strong, it, you know, um, in just, all through my body to work on women's healing. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm on the journey too. Um, and so, uh, you know, I believe that when women are healed, like we heal everything, you know, yeah. when we're mm -hmm. 
damaged and, and angry and a force, you know. We can burn it all down. <laughs> exactly. Burn it all down to the ground to nothing, right? And so we don't want that. We want right. we want a healed world. We want a, you know, thriving world. We want thriving communities, especially for mm-hmm. our and so that's what we're doing right now. And those shows for the live shows, they're on the HBCU lounge, HBCU, like colleges. And um, lounge, y'all know what the lounges are because y'all be at them, right? <laughs> and, and the network, you might need to know more about the network. Right, <laughs> that's the piece that, you know, but. <laughs> right, right, right. And so HBCU Lounge Network, and that's where the live shows are there every other Sunday. And so actually this Sunday coming up, uh, November 20th, there will be uh, a live um, show and you'll catch that all the way into um, the new year Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll be able to catch those shows. And if you go and check those out, uh, Talks With V on Instagram or uh, Virtual First Dates on Instagram, you'll be able to find all of the upcoming um, shows advertisement for the shows and just any updates and be able to follow and connect with me you can slide into my dms for a good reason okay right (laughs) don't be on that listen listen we're not that's not the energy that we're putting out okay (laughs) you can send me a message through the DMs mm-hmm. <laughs> on Instagram, and uh, and then I'll you know get back to you if there's something a topic that you would like to discuss or uh, would like to get my feedback um, on something or have you on. You can always reach out to me, and I would love to do it. I love to support mm-hmm. uh, black businesses and black podcasters, and just support any way that I can. Uh, and then other people as well, of course. Love mm-hmm. you all. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I know that you know I have a voice and um and I'm not scared to use it and so yeah. I, a lot of times it's like I have something that I want you know to put out there but I I don't have the confidence to you know to be the face of it like can you help me put it together mm-hmm. and of course I will you know so yeah yes. but I thank you so much for having me of on course. I love your energy it yes so I cool. love yours too thank you, get you so, a so therapist, much okay? <laughs> Listen, period, y'all don't be sleeping on yourself because I help get you right. I'm just saying, listen, so I thank you so much. Hopefully we can find more ways to collaborate in the future. And by this time that this episode is up, I would have been on, see, y'all didn't even notice, but I was trying to tell y'all we got things in the work. But by the time this episode goes up, I would have been on your talk show. So I'm telling y'all. You got to be tuned in because you never know what you're missing out on. If you're Absolutely. not being tuned in and you ain't following, you ain't a part of the community, you ain't like getting <laughs> newsletters, you ain't getting none of that stuff. So then Absolutely. who you got to blame? <laughs> Nobody, but just, we give you all this right. free goodness. Like might as well go in and soak it up for the, for the better good of just your mental health. So thank Absolutely. you. But so you'll be able, they'll be able to find the read. Place yes, you can find the rich place. We're not going to do y'all like that. (laughs) (laughs) The creative, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So thank you so, so very much.